Inside Orange County Water Polo Podcast. Thank you again for joining us. I am Dan Albano with the Orange County Register and OCVarsity.com, and I'm joined once again by Steve Carrera, the Boys and Girls Water Polo Coach of Orange Lutheran, along with Northwood Water Polo Club, and Coach Carrera is back from the Santa Barbara Invitational over the weekend. Coach, it's very nice for you to join us this evening, and how are you doing after your travels up to Santa Barbara? Well, thanks again for having me. Uh, always love uh, talking water polo, talking water polo with you. And, um, you know, Santa Barbara was a great tournament, a lot of good games, uh, some surprises, and a lot of great team performances as well. So um, if you were up there, you know what I'm talking about. If you weren't, um, you know, hopefully you were following the scores and maybe we can hi- uh, highlight a little bit of that tonight. There you go, Coach. Hey, before we uh, move along too quickly, I want to – give credit to the, uh, the Orange Lutheran drum uh, line that uh, provided some of that uh, audio that we had to, to introduce our uh, podcast. I captured some of that at the Orange Lutheran football game over the weekend against Centennial Corona, and uh, so we added that to our broadcast. And I also want to uh, thank all the listeners. I've gotten a couple uh, tonight's feedback for the water polo fans that are joining us uh, every week. We uh, are doing these podcasts, so I want to thank you very much. Uh, Coach, you, you mentioned use the word surprise, and um, there were some surprises. I think uh, one of the big takeaways, and we're talking, you know, this is Orange County inside water polo, and one of the surprises, I think, uh, that comes out of the the uh, Santa Barbara Invitational, you know, the first major tournament of the season, is the margin of victory in the championship game, I think. Um, I got a few comments of that. Uh, on that Saturday night, I, I didn't go up to Santa Barbara, but I happened to be, I was covered some water polo, and I was at the Weiss Cup final, which ironically uh, featured the modern-day JV team in a varsity tournament. They were in the final against Jay Sarah, so two training elite teams there for you, Coach. But one of the comments I got on the pool deck a few times was, really, was it 12-3 to 3 what happened to modern-day? Coach, can you, uh, I know you saw the final. Um, so the, the margin of victory surprised people in Orange County because um, it was so large. Well, I think number one, I think it would put it'll put to rest any talk about what happened in the summer. Um, that that's number one is that I think a lot of people don't know that summer is a very difficult time for all of us coaches in the sense that the kids are being pulled in uh, some different directions and they have you know some ODP stuff, they have some club stuff, they have high school things, they have jobs. <laughs> you know, some of these kids actually work. You know, and so. Um, it, they are pulled in a lot of different directions and they have a lot on their plate. And so not every team is at full strength. And I think that was true with Harvard-Westlake for a lot of the uh, big portion of the summer. They didn't have one of their centers. Uh, I know we talked about in the, pre, uh, the pre-show, the uh, pre Felix wasn't playing. And he just creates another matchup nightmare. Uh, ben Halleck is already a nightmare. He's already a phenomenal player. Um, but with Felix out there, things uh, become a little bit different. And what Harvard was able to do that no other team was able to do against Modern Day was slow down their counter. Um, you know, because they have good players on the perimeter and they have d- two dominant centers, uh, they were able to really slow the game down when they were in front court. And it made Modern Day play 30 seconds of defense. Um, and if it was either a shot or a dump, really, um, for Harvard-Westlake. And that makes a 
that makes a huge difference because they're not out they're not getting out on the counter and uh, in contrast you see modern day versus Newport and it was just an onslaught of turnovers to, to goals turnovers to goals and uh, Newport really didn't have an answer for that so um, that was the one thing that was definitely it was why uh, Harvard was able to jump on them early and, and maintain a pretty pretty strong lead was because modern day wasn't getting the easy goals so um, you know it, it's really early it's really early in the year and um, there's no doubt that both teams are going to get better I do think that modern day was missing some shots you know they weren't making their six on fives there's some outside shots where the goalie from Harvard was having just a, a really good game so I think some things can change um, and, and the South Coast tournament I'm not sure if Harvard is in that I'm fairly certain they are but um, South Coast tournaments coming up in the next couple of weeks and I think that's gonna be another really interesting uh, tournament very competitive and they could match up again yeah lots of interesting points you make coach especially about you know some of the production that modern day had because one of the things that you know some of the comments that I received or um, you know questions I fielded was you know about that production where modern day didn't even score in the second half so that was you know, you just don't see, you, know, you don't see that. And of course, that, that counterattack has been a bread and butter of their attack along with the, uh, the two-meter game. Um, and then as far as the South Coast Tournament, uh, Harvard is not in the South Coast Tournament. They, they'll, their three tournaments, after, you know, they'll be, you know, they've won the Santa Barbara Tournament champions. Uh, so Santa Barbara Invitational is it's called with the boys' side. And I think that actually extended their wing streak to four games, if I'm not mistaken. So they'll, they've got the Santa Barbara invite. Then they'll come down to Orange County for the SNR Cup in uh, that early October part. And then uh, later in October, they'll, they'll, they could hook up again with Modern Day at the North-South Challenge um, up in Northern California at, um, at Sacred Heart Prep in Atherton. So um, that's where uh, – but, you know, the South Coast Tournament is going to be another, you know, definitely big event for, for a lot of teams in Orange County. You know, Coach, another uh, surprise to me – was also from the Saturday from the semifinals. Again, involves Harvard, but I was uh, impressed that the semifinal uh, in in the tournament you had Huntington Beach play Harvard to 11-7 game and uh, four goal lead. It was four uh, four goal deficit uh, final deficit. It was four two Harvard at halftime, so a very competitive game. Um, while obviously two goals is not a lot of output on the offensive side for Huntington Beach. Uh, they are close at halftime. They get, obviously, they're playing some good defense against Harvard at halftime. We know Harvard has a lot of firepower. Yeah. And I think that was uh, a um, very interesting game. And I think that, uh, you know, it was a big week for Huntington Beach, who you know, started their week by uh, beating Corona Del Mar at a game I saw 9-7. They actually upset, uh, you know, or defeated uh, Orange Lutheran. I know it wasn't uh, full strength. And we'll, we'll probably talk about that here shortly. But what did you think about that semifinal score? And I think that definitely affected some polls uh, this week. Well, yeah, it definitely did. I mean, Huntington was probably um, overall probably the team of the tournament. Um, you know, I'm not taking obviously anything away from Harvard or Modern Day or even Loyola, but I think it really solidified them, you know, feeling that, hey, you know, we're one of the top teams and we can play with anybody. Um you know, I was at the Harvard-Huntington Beach game, and it was a close game the whole game. You know, the, the final score really doesn't reflect what the game was like. 
and there was a couple things here and there, a couple calls, a couple, you know, turnovers by HB. Um, and I think if if they can clean that up, you know, I, I do think they they feel like, hey, we were right there. They left that game feeling we were right there. Um, and you know, the goalie for HB was was the MVP. I mean, and I'm not I'm not talking about him. You know, he played. He was the best goalie up there. Um, this past weekend, for sure, he was blocking everything, and uh, they throttled us. I mean, they they came in and destroyed uh, my team, Orange Lutheran. Um, so yeah, they were focused, they were ready to play. Um, there, I think we mentioned in the first podcast, you know, that experience factor, uh, being there before, is definitely carrying them through this early part of the season, um, and they have a tough schedule early. I mean. You know they're they're they like you mentioned they they played a ton of games last week, um, and so they play Santa Margarita tomorrow Tuesday, um, so they have a tough schedule all the way through and uh, we'll see how it sort of maintains. I mean I think that's really um, the question for every team. It's can we be consistent and can we improve? Can can we improve consistently? I guess is is uh, what you're going for. You want to peak at the right time and. Um, so we'll see how that all plays out. But they looked really strong. They looked, uh, yeah, good outside shooters, good two-meter player, uh, great counterattack. You know, they had a lot of weapons for sure. Yeah, the goal you mentioned is uh, Patrick Saunders, who's, uh, you know, really on the rise. You know, he, it's hard to believe, you know, last year they had Alex Wolf in goal, who's our Orange County Registered Player of the Year, went to UCLA. Alex really stepped up for them, I think, helped power them to, you know, new heights last year where they reached the Division One semifinals. Their composure is pretty impressive because I saw them in the, against the Corona Del Mar game, which I thought was a really good game. Corona Del Mar, by the way, has got some huge guys on their team. They yeah. are they are a massive team. At, they have some huge dudes. Um, they probably have, you know, you're not going to see a bigger team than Corona Del Mar, especially at, we're talking about centers, guys like Ben Brooks and Hack. Um, Brendan Hack, and, um, you know, they have a third center, and their goalie, uh, this transfer kid from university, who I believe is a set player, um, is uh, Morin, Matt Morin, is a big kid. You know, they have a lot of big guys. Well, the, the thing was, with Huntington just, you know, startled me, is that, you know, they were late third quarter, they're down by about two goals to Cone Del Mar, and they're on the road, and they're looking like there could be a little trouble in this game if, if they don't turn it on, and they were so extremely calm, and they just they they got they finally got one goal. Cedian was on the roll, playing well, and Huntington finally got a goal, and then they got another one, and you know they got a couple before the third quarter, and then they came out in fourth quarter, scored about the first three or four goals, and suddenly uh, you know two goal deficit, it was just gone, and there there was there was no time. I think they, they took one time out, I think maybe to start the run, but. Yeah. They showed a lot of composure, and I, I gotta believe it goes back to, to last season. Um, and the, the other interesting thing is that uh, they have this good attacker uh, kid named Robert, who um, is uh, you know been a mainstay on Vanguard and, and on Huntington. He's coming back from some type of injury, injury, so he's not. I don't think he's playing full minutes. So they feel like they're gonna get another boost. Um, and yeah, I think they have some other guys who are just stepping up uh, that aren't the biggest names on my team. Yeah, well, I mean, the, your athlete of the week. Um, I, difficult for me to pronounce his last name uh first name is james um for boys water polo i mean he scored like five goals in a row um and 
I saw him playing. I mean, he, obviously against us, he had a big game. He's he's a really talented player. So they have some they have some talent for sure. There's no doubt. I think everybody looks at them and goes, you know, they're they're going to be in the mix for sure. So you know, I I, I just I I think the the main question for every team, not not Huntington, but for every team is, you know, can you maintain? Um, you know, where are you going to be from September 10th uh, and compared to November 10th? You know, like after you've played everybody several times and, you know, a lot of teams know each other now. And um, so we'll see how it all maintains. Loyola was down to HB in the, in the third place game. And um, Loyola was able to come back uh, and, and win that game. And, um, you know, HB... Loyola looked good. I mean, they they looked really strong. Not a lot of offense on both sides, but uh, both teams were pretty evenly matched. So that's another you know sort of uh, pair of games that you that you might want to keep. I don't know if they play in the regular season, but I'm sure they'll match up again somewhere. Yeah. Well, coach, uh, speaking of Loyola, Loyola the Cubs, um, and uh, let's look a little bit at the schedule this week. A couple of key matches in Orange County on Tuesday. You have uh, Newport Harbor going to play at the top-ranked team in the defending Division II champion, Foothill. So that's going to be interesting. You've got Division uh, One team, uh, Newport Harbor, um, playing pretty well. Um, we talked a lot about the Steelers last week and some of their some players uh, not in the lineup or, or, or not, but uh, it seemed like they are competing pretty well and uh, you know, um, you know, charging. You know, they finished pretty decently at the uh, Santa Barbara tournament. Um, they made the top eight. And then uh, that's on Tuesday. And then on Wednesday, uh, Loyola plays against Orange Lutheran um, at Santiago Canyon College. So that's a you know key Division One game. So uh, any thoughts on on uh, these two games? I know we, we mentioned at the top of the show that uh, you guys are currently in Lancers are not are without Hannes Dabe, who is uh, doing the sit out period that he has to do related to his transfer from Newport Harbor. Um, so you guys aren't at full strength, but. Uh, you know, well, what do you think about these, any thoughts on these two games? Uh, well, I definitely think the Newport Foothill game is going to be a, a great game to watch, and <laughs> everyone's sick of hearing this, but, you know, if you're a fan, go check it out. Uh, go go watch those uh, these two games because I definitely think they're going to be some top talent um, in both the games. All four schools have really good players, and, um, you know, I think Newport – is playing with a chip on their shoulder right now. And um, I think they're exceeding whatever expectations were placed on them um, from the summer, and it's sort of maintained through the fall. And I, they may have not have finished well uh, at, at Santa Barbara. You know, they, they lost to us, but and I don't think they had their best game. I know they're missing some guys. But, you know, they had a pretty, they had a pretty good performance uh, in Santa Barbara. And... So they have a really tough schedule, and I think this is um, this is a rivalry game, and um, I definitely think it's going to be a one goal game all the way through. Because Newport has a really good center. I mean, the, their their center is um, he's looking much improved. And if you add that front court attack with your counter attack, it, it's a pretty good combination. So um, they just have some youth and making some young mistakes, but um, I think they'll be a, a really good team to watch for as, as the season goes on. And then with our game, you know, 
from from Loyola standpoint, they've they've beaten Orange Lutheran a couple times already. You know, they beat us uh, in early summer, and they beat us at the state championships in um, in shootout. And so I think it's going to be a good game for us. I, you know, I'm I'm really excited about the teams that give us an opportunity to play. Um, and I, you know, that's something that I dealt with at Northwood as well when I was at Northwood High School, and even at Concordia. Just, you know, you're always so thankful of the teams that give you an opportunity to schedule a regular regular season game with them because you know their schedules are full. You know that they, you know, have a good games every year. So Harvard gave us a game, Huntington gave us a game, Loyola gave us a game, a host of others, um, and you know they let us in the South Coast tournament, and so, you know, we're just trying to solidify. Uh, who, how good we think we can be, and I think Loyola is just a really good test for us. And I hope we can come out focused and just give them a game because I, I definitely think that we're primed and ready. And I know Hunnis is sitting out, but I think everybody on the team, including Hunnis, um, feels like we could we could have played better and we could we could have been playing better even without him. Um, you know, he's going to make a difference. He's an impact player. There's no doubt about that. But I think the guys in the water are just, you know, they're not thinking about that right now. They're just playing with who we have, and we feel like we can still win games, you know? All right. You know, and I'll, I'll put out a, uh, you know, speaking of, you know, you, nice breakdown, Coach. You got some insight on how, you know, team psyche. I can tell you, you know, from my time over at Foothill, uh, that's where I went this year for my season preview. And I took him with the Knights. I know these Division One games from Foothill, Against Division One foes are something that's going to motivate them. Mm-hmm. They're going to want to knock off a Division One foe and say, "Hey, we might be, you know, Division Two, but you know, we're the Division Two champs, but you know, we can play at the big boys." For sure. So I think, uh, I think, I expect to see Foothill very hungry, uh, trying to get, you know, they're, they're, they're they want to play better against Division One teams this year, and uh, they're pretty loaded with some key seniors, and uh, so I'm looking forward to see what you know what kind of intensity we have. Um, Foothill, and that's something a little bit unusual. Some sometimes they're they're uh, you know Coach Brooks is definitely a peak later in the, the year kind of guy. But, uh, he put it out there earlier there with his team, which probably tells you about how he feels about his team. He wants to play better against Division One teams, especially early in the year. He, I mean, he's not going to push it, but you can tell he wants he wants them to do better at South Coast League. He wants to compete against some people early in the year and um, push this team. It's pretty talented. So I'm expecting some pretty big things from Foothill, and I'm, you know, I'm sure Newport's going to be fired up too. And I think your game will be intense. I, I thought it was pretty. Uh, I was at your state game, and I thought you got both teams uh, when Orange Lutheran and, and uh, Loyola hooked up. That was pretty, uh, pretty intense water polo. So I'm looking forward to seeing that one as well. Yeah, yeah, no, and Foothill, I, I agree with you. You know, Foothill, they're they might be in Division Two, but I think all of us um, in the water polo community view them as a top team, regardless. And, I mean, I think that's, um, you know, I, I think it's really going to be a matter of who, for the Foothill-Newport game, who is um, hungry, you know, hungrier uh, it, to win that game. Because I think Newport's still trying to prove stuff, and Foothill really wants that test, and they want to show that they're one of the top teams. So that, I think that's going to be a good game. All right, you know, there's plenty of other good water polo going on. There's a couple tournaments going on. I know at Coast of Mace is holding a tournament, and Cedarstrom's got a tournament. And, uh, you know, we're, we're trying to keep track of it all at, at ocvarsity.com. And, 
And, um, you know, my Twitter handle, if you're trying to follow me, is uh, OC Varsity Guy. And, Coach, uh, why don't you throw out a couple of your Twitter handles where people can follow some of your results from Orange Lutheran and uh, some of the cool stuff you have going on uh, water polo wise. Well, for, for me, you know, honestly, I get all my info from you, Dan. So I just <laughs> say, you know, on, if you are a water polo fan, follow the guys who cover water polo and uh, like yourself, Dan Albano, you know, that's really, um, that's the best thing that you can do for the sport is continue to help support the guys who promote it and, um, you know, want to tell the inside story. And so, uh, you know, I'm not even, you know, um, I appreciate, but I, I definitely want this to be about you and, and the other guys who are spending so much time on this and trying to make this sport, you know, get it out there and, you know, I know that every comment isn't always positive, you know, um, and I just want to say that from, from my perspective and 99.9% .9 of the people that I speak with, everyone is so appreciative of everything that you do uh, for high school water polo, so thank you. Well, thanks, Coach, and uh, so we, uh, and it's a lot of fun, that's why we, uh, that's why we're in the business here, uh, doing this stuff, and you working with the kids, and, uh, you know, uh, I certainly have enjoyed my uh long relationship with water polo and high school water polo in Orange County. So um, cool. So it's a lot of fun, and uh, looking forward to a couple of good matches and some other stuff going on this week. So, Coach, it's uh, been an excellent talk, you know, excellent conversation. I definitely thank all the listeners that if you uh, made it to the end of this podcast, I uh, really appreciate it. We both appreciate it. And, uh, you know, uh, enjoy some matches this week, Coach. And, uh, you know, I'll be seeing you out there on Wednesday uh, afternoon at Santiago Canyon College. Well, here's what we can do. Next podcast, we're going to have a giveaway that we're going to tell where it is at the end of the podcast so everyone's going to have to listen to the very end. So we'll Great. think of some prizes. There you go, Coach. I like it. So, uh, well, uh, thanks again, Coach, for, uh, for the chat. And uh, good luck this week. And, again, thank you, everyone, for joining the, uh, and listening to our OC Inside Orange County Water Polo Podcast. And until next time.